welcome back, Daniel, to another episode of Option 5 podcast. We're uh, yet again I'm happy. Live. Are you? I'm happy. I'm happy to be here with you. You know, your tone of voice is um, a little less somber than I think the last the last one. Oh, I think good. We were, we were, we were, you know, I think we got smacked in the face. Mm. Um, and it was like, what, two days after that we, maybe, maybe three days after um, mm-hmm. that we, we did our last recording. And it's been about two weeks. Yeah. We can have been two. Gosh. Or did we record the other one? Oh, it doesn't matter. All I know that went really is fast. time, time is both holding mm-hmm. still in a strange way. Like this can't go by fast enough. If you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But also it's going by really quick. Yeah, it's it's a combination of quick, but it's also, we talked about this earlier, one day at a time. Uh-huh. Constantly. You know, it's usually it's like you try to see out as far as you can. Uh-huh. And but just with you know, moving to remote work, getting set up really fast, which has been a blessing. Um and then learning new rhythms as fast as physically possible, whether, you know, um, new work rhythms, getting used to feeling like I'm on a conference call all the time, all the time. (laughs) Um, my, my vocal, you know, I've, we've talked about this before, but my vocal cords, um, I've, I've fried them over the last 10 years mm -hmm. by, by just being too exuberant. Right. And, uh, Jesse, my wife calls me out because she, she points out that when I'm on a phone call or a zoom or whatever, I talk louder than I need to. Mm-hmm. And so I, by the end of the day, am just vocally fried oh, because yeah. I've been on zoom calls all day. Right. It's tough. Yeah. It new is normals, new normals, new, uh, new, uh, new constraints, new constructs. Right. Because even the typical, let me knock on your desk. Can I run this by you? Now it just seems like it takes twice as long. Right. Oh, let me find my headphones. Am I alone? Can I be private during this time? I mean, it's just, it just, <laughs> the mental capacity just to have a uh, spontaneous conversation, I feel like is, it's is taking a toll. It is. It's tough. So anyways, day by day. Day by day. Step by step. Step by step. Oh, you didn't. Day by yeah, it's day. By. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, that's okay i'm fine with it i'm fine with it every once in a while you gotta get a little kooky i mean any so i was tired of not having any natural light so my basement has an egress window it's right here yeah and i covered it so we have a like a oh okay you know the railings on like a deck the spindles yes we had an extra section that the person we bought it for uh that's what they used as a cover and it actually works fine but then we got a dog and our dog was actually small enough at first to where she could fit through and it just scared me every time she went over there because it's a decent drop probably a good seven feet yeah would probably i think i've climbed out of that window injure her i don't know why and uh so I was like, gosh, I need to get a cover, but I don't have time to do that. And so I, we, uh, about, about two months ago, I put a tarp over it just as an extra measure yeah. of, hey, but then there's no light. And I felt like I was emerging from the depths every time work was over the last two weeks. So I went and took the tarp off today, finally. 
and I have some natural light. I can see it. It's like just barely yeah, hitting the side of your face. It's just a glow and this side of my house faces uh, west. So as the day goes by, it'll get brighter and brighter in here. Um, you needed that. I did. Down there. I, it was. And so I, I feel good. I feel good. I feel better about my setup. Um, so me too. I've got a giant window in front of me. Um, mm. but then it's that awkward, like you're, you're seeing my bedroom behind me. So I try to like turn the camera so that it's mm -hmm. mostly just these chairs and not, you know, my bed that we make sometimes. Right. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah I, 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 I think everybody. A, yeah. Sometimes I live out of a laundry basket. Oh yeah. It's just so much more practical. Than yeah, my wife away. puts away her clothes, but I'm just like, you know, those could stay there. <laughs> Mine will stay there. Um, okay. So a couple things I want to jump into today. Um, well, one is we are trying to stream live and I'm, I will be honest, I'm troubleshooting a little bit because as I understand it, um, we're live on Facebook, we're live on Twitter with Periscope and we should be live on YouTube, but I am noticing that it's not. So mm. I'm, um, I'm just attempting to troubleshoot a little bit in the background Mm -hmm. because we're learning. So you know how we talk about um, disciplines, postures, and, and um, oh my gosh, structures. structures. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like the structure that is live streaming in 2020 should be much easier than it is. But to be fair, I'm attempting to stream to three different services at the same time. But I feel like ah. if a 14-year-old gamer can figure it out, mm -hmm. which is who mostly streams online, why can't a 37-year-old CEO of a tech company, figure it out. And, and so far I've figured out 90% of it. And that 10% is YouTube, which kind of mm -hmm. sucks because I was hoping we would be able to just, um, you know, send it live. It says it's streaming there, but I'm not sure that it is. So, okay. Um, so if I get distracted, that's why. Well, but we'll do what we can. Yeah. We'll roll with it. We'll roll with it. So, um, a lot's happened in the last week mm -hmm. and a half. And as you said it, Dan, you're taking it a day at a time, maybe even like an hour at a time, depending on the right. conversations that are going on. Um, but I wanted to, to talk a little bit about in the context of everything that's going on mm -hmm. in the world right now. And there are lots of people saying, here are the best tools for remote. Here's how we do all of our work now. I wanted to lean back into a little bit about how, or how should people, what should their posture be right now or what should their mindset mm -hmm. be when it comes to thinking about planning how or making the steps to continue to mm -hmm. move forward mm -hmm. not 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 completely getting stuck in just um well crap we only we can only survive and we can't mm -hmm. actually stay, take steps to move forward and survival is still mm -hmm. important mm -hmm. but how do we how do we think about moving forward um so a little bit of that is a maybe kind of a risk reward conversation or yeah. Um, thinking about how, you know, in the context of this work changing, um, where will emergence start mm -hmm. to come out? Where will innovation, mm -hmm. where will we start to see that innovation really right. start to take place? Yeah. I think one of the conversations we had yesterday when we were kind of just thinking about this was the idea of continually taking action mm -hmm. and making decisions to continue to move forward. And in this time, um, so let's take our own context here. So the last, this is the start of our third week of, is that right? Wow. Yeah. The start yeah. of our third week of working yeah, remote. Been in it two weeks. Yeah. 
And so for the last two, two and a half weeks, our taking action has been taking in the information from around the world, CDC, all of this information, and making, in order to move forward, we needed to, um, even before the stay-at-home order issue, we'd said, hey, we're going to do mandatory work from home just to do our part to keep people safe. Right. Then the stay-at-home order came. Um, and that instance of itself, of us working from home, was a decision. It was a decision. It was a, an act. It was an action in the direction of um, safety and stability. So it's a, it's a fine line to walk. But what the way we see it, that Crema sees it, is not in an effort to hunker down or to halt. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be... When you take action in, of how do I create some stability here? How can I turn inward for a little bit to kind of figure out almost taking inventory? We talked about that, this idea of taking inventory of where are we at? How are we at? You know, businesses have to look at financials. What's our cash flow look like? You know, yeah, um, it's real. I mean, it's a yeah. part of it. Um, let's get our client list out. We need to make sure we make phone calls to them to see how they're doing, what's going on in their world, both personally and professionally. Um, we've had so many conversations with clients and business acquaintances and just cohorts in the industry that have inevitably led to how are things at home? You know, how are you guys weathering the storm, everything okay? Um, so making the decision to call them, making the decision to make sure that everyone on your staff um, is, has, a, has a connection to the leadership of how are things going? How's your setup at home? How are your projects going? That sort of thing. So making decisions to act, to see how you're at from a stability standpoint does not necessarily mean we are, you know, it's not like we're burrowing in a hole. Right. The last thing we want to do is, you know, be like a groundhog and we go down and we're just not coming up and, you know, for, I don't know, six more weeks of winter or whatever um, the saying is, we want to make a decision to look inward, to see, you know, achieve stability for the purpose of now is a great time on how, how can we be better as a company and where are we going to have to innovate once everyone businesses, um, but also everyone personally emerges from this when we all come out of our hibernation, so to speak, um, will we, is it going to be a metamorphosis? Meaning are we going to take steps to try to change with the way the world is changing or is it truly going to be a hibernation where we come out all grumpy and Mm -hmm. nothing's really, you know, we've just hunkered in. And I think that that's it's that is the posture that I think is really difficult to have right now because mm-hmm. it feels so imperative. It's so overwhelming. It's so much yeah. to take in. It's so much to process. Not only what's happening from a, you know, a societal standpoint, an economic standpoint, a, a health standpoint, but also now we have to kind of put this this fourth or fifth layer into it of saying. I still have to think about the future. Right. I still have to move forward to, to push us to where we can be, even in the context of right now. And I think um, you, you and I mentioned yesterday that we, we've written, and there's a couple articles on crema.us on our blog that we've been talking about the return of investment on technology. Mm-hmm. And one of them is, is the fact that we see during these constraint times, so in the last mm-hmm. recession, uh, not mm-hmm. nearly what we're experiencing right now, but in a, a similar context, that some of the top companies in the world, mm-hmm. um, I think uh, Airbnb came out of that time. Um, um, oh my gosh. I think even some of the, the Twitter, mm-hmm. not, it wasn't Twitter. 
Medium, Twitter, all these big companies that we now know as some of the top tech companies, IPO companies in the world came out of a time during the recession, out of a constraint. They saw an opportunity to say, oh, I've got to solve some problems. And right now we have a global problem, Mm -hmm. Um, multiple problems actually. And so there's so much to work on because there's now problems to be solved rather than just things to be optimized. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's a really exciting um, kind of way to be thinking about it, but that's right. difficult. How, how, how can a person during a time like this start to plan forward? So I'll, right. I'll what? well, it, it is hard and um, it is true. And if you look back in the last 30 years on all the recessions and I'm not an economist, I just put this out here. I read this in a book. Um, <laughs> I do like to retain information though, but the book I was reading essentially is saying that there's an inverse relationship between private equity and venture capital. So in strong economies like we had just leading up to uh, coronavirus, private equity was super high. Private equity uh, were private equity groups were buying mature, really um, profitable companies that were on the verge to scale even more, and they were buying them and then joining them with other companies and then creating a really great company out of multiple companies and then um, sending them off and then selling them again. Right. In recession is when you start to see a lot of startup activity. In recessions, you start to see venture capital groups kind of come out of the woodwork and start to invest more money because you see a lot more startup ideas coming Mm -hmm. out because of just this necessity of, you know, the constraints, hard times. Oh, it could be better. This, this could be better now. I'm suffering right now because of X, Y, and Z. And it's like, we could do this differently. Why aren't businesses doing this differently? And so you see a lot of startup activity. So I think what we're going to see is private equity come down, venture capital and startups go up again, like we saw in 2008, 2009. And even we've already seen that in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had a lot of our inquiries of uh, wanting to build something are, I believe we're all entrepreneurs. Correct. The, we've uh, had, we've majority had of enterprises that wanted to continue, um, you know, working and innovating in and of themselves, but it's really, it's really the, the, uh, the startups, the entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that are saying, oh, Oh, right. If I'm going to do it at any time, I've got to do it now. Right. Right. Uh, They feel the urgency, the need to move now. Right. And so I think for companies, so that's one example. So yes, our clients are, I, we believe are seeing that, but as a, for us internally and for all of our listeners, how, I guess the question is, how is your business going to change? It's going to change. There's no way it can't. Um, Mm-hmm. With with what's going on right now, the industries are going to change. I think it'll be a long time before you see people gather again in mass crowds. Um, so you're thinking about hospitality, you know, travel, the conference, all these conferences, you know, um, oh, yeah. industries that are based off of events, mass events. Your business is going to change. So how are you going to get out in front of it now? So what we're thinking about is if we get to a point to where, so our stay-at-home order goes to the end of April, it might be longer. We don't know. We don't know. Take um, it a day at a time. Yep. So if we were to look at our future selves six months down the road, what are we going to look back and say, I wish we would have started talking about this when we were all working from home back in April. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. like let's, and that's kind of how we're trying to see it is what, how can we get our future selves, our six-month Dan, six-month George, six-month Crema, yeah. um, in a better spot by conversations we're having now? And we, we're not saying that we're going to build some 
massively innovative product now, though we could, but right. just getting in the process of with your leadership team and every people select people on your, on your team of how can we be different? How can we innovate? Let's start having some brainstorming sessions now. Um, let's get our work done, our day-to-day -day work done. Let's remain stable, but what can we do in the meantime? What are some things that we can do knowing that our business is going to change? So that's something interesting. Maybe, maybe part of that, and you kind of, you name you, you said it there. Um, and part of it might be, is that, is that another Coke? Did you get another Coke? <laughs> this is root beer. I don't know what it is, but I'm not, I'm working out more, but my eating habits have gone way downhill, but because my kids have root beer and I'm like, that just looks so good. And it is, it really truly is. I haven't turned to the pop or soda, depending on what, but I, I do know, um, I'm eating a lot of like, um, what would be uh, kids lunches, yeah. it's like mac and cheese and chicken nuggets every day, right? Fish sticks for the win. <laughs> yes. Um, so you, you said something that I thought was interesting there. And I think it's, it's about naming or investing into the individual or the individuals that might be tasked to continue to do this type of work, especially mm -hmm. if your organization has any, has any risk appetite to be able to, to say, I know we need to think past this. I know we need to push into this or maybe even innovate to change things now. Mm -hmm. So while an operational side of the business is working on cost savings on, um, you know, survival mm -hmm. on, on, um, sales and everything else to make sure that the core engine is still running. You need to be thinking about how do you name the group, whether it's inside mm -hmm. or outside, we, we get to do that with, with some of our clients. How do you name the people that actually get to, to step into going, all right, you team person are tasked to think past this. Mm -hmm. Because it may not be something yeah. the whole organization can do as a whole. That's a really, really, really good point. Yep. And so maybe it's about naming that person that says, I need you to kind of meditate and clear your head for a little bit mm -hmm. and start to think about what's going to happen next. Yeah. Uh, where are we going to be in the next two, three, six, nine, 12 months? And um, <clears throat> how do we come out on the other side stronger? Yep. Um, at Crema, we have we've already, we already were starting a few things that I think mm -hmm. now we're, we're leaning into more strongly, whether it's our coaching services, our consultative services, our prototyping, um, um, uh, services. Those are all things that we were dialing back up, but now it just is dialed up to, you know, 11 as we start to think about how we do those mm -hmm. because we're thinking about on the other side of this, we want to be working with the teams that are really trying to innovate. Now, that's not to say that you, Dan, as our COO and CFO, are also doing things that are around how the company should be taking a hard look at what our core business needs to do right now to make it through the season. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing that I need, you know, I really want companies, individuals, or um, organizations, teams to be thinking about is how do you kind of name the group that you give them that space to be thinking about what's next? Yeah, be, I think that to be stepping and leaning into it. I think that's good because the, when you were speaking, the image that came to mind is when you get in a situation where it's kind of like all hands on deck kind of crisis, if you're not careful, especially since you're not in the office, you can't see everyone, right. all of you might be in crisis mode and you might be doing the exact same thing. And before you know it, you all achieved one hour worth of work, even though you all put 10 hours into it, 
because you all worked on the exact same thing. It's like, right. oh, I'm going to put my hands in here. I'm going to put my hands in here. And so I, I think what we want to say is using your time proactively and constructively to, I, I love what you just said there of you and you, I want you to clear minds, clear heads. This group over here is going to stabilize. Okay. We're going to be fine. We're going to take a hard look at our business model. That, that's what we're going to work on. We want you to get in a room, Zoom room, yeah, yeah, warm, whatever. Uh, yeah, a digital war room. Get in your digital war room and have those brainstorming sessions. The sessions you normally would be and should be at your company about how to think strategically. Get in a room and ask those tough questions. What's our business doing now? How can we pivot now in the short term to mm -hmm. continue to serve our clients well in this, in this new, you know, reality we see ourselves in but also when we come back to the office come back to the product studio what is it what's what are we going to have to do to compete what are we going to have to do that we emerge strong we emerge relevant and we also emerge with the capability to be successful because we've thought ahead you mm. know we're thinking about our future selves right now and i i don't know i keep saying that i feel repetitive but that's the thing that keeps coming to mind is like I want my future self to look back and be like, I'm glad you had that conversation. Yeah. I'm glad you put that in place. I'm glad you put these really creative people at your company in a space to where they can look forward, look for trends, look for ideas that we can start executing on now so that when people want to build a product or they want someone to consult on how to build a product, they think about us first. Yeah. We, we had a meeting earlier today with our, our leaders and one of the, the conversation, conversations we had was actually going back and looking at our core. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this is an opportunity for the innovators to look at the core purpose of the company mm -hmm. and start to say, how can that purpose be lived out in a way that we, we wouldn't have imagined had we not gone through something like this? Right. Um, and even that's what we were doing. I mean, that's, it's us asking our question, uh, the question of, well, we know what our crafts are. We know what our current offerings are. We know what we've been doing for the last 10 years, but what might be next? Right. Um, but doesn't still, doesn't deviate from our purpose. You know, for right. us, I, our purpose is really focused in on saying that design, technology, and culture can help individuals and companies to thrive, right? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't have to change, but the nature of how that gets done might change. Right. Right, which is mm. a, a, yep. a good way for us to be thinking, if your organization is going to be taking these proactive steps to innovate, be careful that you stay core to your purpose and maybe your values. Hopefully right. you have the, hopefully you have those right. and believe, believe in them, but now lean into the competency, the execution of that purpose. Um, it, it, it can have a fresh look because we're everything changed anyways right now. Right. We all yep. are dealing with everything is different. So how do we, um, how do we push into that? Everything is different in, in actually, um, look to go, Oh, this difference might actually be a good thing. It might be yeah. a way for us to, to be a better company, a better individual, a better organization or team on the other side. Yep. I think that's 100% what you just said. Um, so Jim Collins is, you know, leadership business guru. He says in his book, uh, built to last preserve the core, stimulate progress. And so I think that's where we're at. I think that's where companies need to preserve look the at your core. Yeah. yeah. How do you preserve it? Your core values, your mission, because we can still as companies 
pursue and deliver our mission we can. However, the way in which we do it's going to have to change. Yeah. Maybe not completely, but maybe a substantial portion of it. And so that's where the idea of stimulate progress, explore the periphery. What can we do in a different way? That's still not counter to who we are. It's core to who we are. It just looks different. And again, that's okay. That's, I mean, that's the basic definition of change mm -hmm. to a certain extent when it comes to business, like, okay, we're going to change uh, the way we do our model. Are you, you know, the core of who you are isn't changing, but the way that you deliver it will be changing. So, I mean, think of when companies went from brick and mortar to, all right, we're going to explore e-commerce. Now, a lot of right. them are fully e-commerce, right? They're, they're still selling what they were selling. They're still making what they were making. They're just delivering it in a different way because it needed to happen. And I think that's where we're at. I'm really, <clears throat> conversations like this get me excited in a time where I feel like I'm not supposed to be excited or not allowed to be excited. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like, oh, um, which again, I don't want to minimize that. No, I There's, don't. And I, there are times throughout all of these days where I'm just like, oh man, this is really hard right now. I oh, wish I was at the waves, office. right? Oh, it does. And then you almost have to force yourself like, nope, I'm going to lean in and literally almost move my body forward to convince my mind to move forward. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's, it's, I think that's the hard thing to like mentally process because it does come in waves. And I, I try to imagine what it was like for generations before us that went through similar hard times, whether it was wartime or through mm -hmm. other pandemics. Um, now they had a different way of communicating. So I think we have this strange thing called the internet mm -hmm. that allows us to have access <laughs> to a lot of information. Right, right. Is good and bad, right? Um, and um, I think that what, what you see though is that during those times, it's when true innovation happened, whether it was because we had a war or because mm -hmm. we were in a space race with another superpower that we started to build products and, and create a world that no one imagined could exist had we not mm -hmm. gone through a constraint like that to create it. Um, right. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited because I think as we've created new disciplines for ourselves, working remote, um, creating new rhythms of content we're putting out, thinking about how we repurpose our teams, um, serve people in different ways, um, go above and beyond. Those disciplines are now creating a posture of literally excitement for me, albeit mm. still with a wave of stress and scared and uh -huh. you know whatever. Um, um, creating a posture in me, a mindset, a feeling inside of me of the opportunity in front of us is awesome and so exciting, um, even within this constraint of a whole new world, which yep. immediately makes me think of Aladdin. <laughs> just gonna let that go. That little yep. like a whole ADHD new world. brain just went. I'm going to start singing a song, but you would have said a new it. fantastic point of view, yeah. also known as perspective. Wow. Oh, so another, <laughs> a new, another movie <laughs> reference. And actually I've been thinking about this. Um, you know, my favorite movie maybe of all time is hook. Yeah, um, of course it is. Yeah. Right. Um, it's a fantastic movie, Robin Williams. And there's a scene when they're insulting each other at the dinner table and he, <laughs> uh, Robin Williams, um, pan can't yet see the food cause it's all imaginary. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's been a, a analogy that I've been thinking about for innovation is that innovation is one of those things. It's always just, just outside the realm of what you can actually see, right? It doesn't exist yet, which is why it's innovative and disruptive. You have to create it or you have to imagine what it could be. Mm -hmm. And I love this scene where he's sitting there and it takes him getting to the point of being in an insult battle with Rufio, mm -hmm. right? 
when he's like, he says something like, go suck on a something, something dog's nose or something like that. <laughs> and he yeah. pretends, he imagines for a second that he's flinging food in his face with the, that spoon. And then it right. hits his face. And then all of a sudden, this whole world is revealed to him that there's this, oh my gosh, how much whipped cream was used in that scene? Mm. And food coloring. And food coloring. I mean, <laughs> but, but there was I, whipped cream. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, 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 that scene plays through my head a lot because I imagine there is a world we can't see yet. And what, what kind of, what game, what activity, what kind of exploration will allow us to all of a sudden wake up and go, oh my gosh, it was right in front of us the whole time. This mm -hmm. is what, this is what the world can be like. This is what this meal could look like it if you can right. only imagine it to be like that right but i, I that great. scene has been that. playing through yep. my head um it's perfect as i'm thinking about innovation as i'm thinking about um what we do what our clients should be doing and how we can coach them and encourage them through um this time uh, yep so what are some uh so what we're kind of we mentioned it yesterday what are seeds of innovation that we're over the next you know couple weeks or several weeks um are we going to do that we think would help individuals in this time so one of them would be so yesterday we just quickly uh you me and matt put together a list of and we thought it was gonna be 25 but i think it ended up being close to 30 if not over of individuals like 40 that, something in total yeah, yeah of individuals that we're just saying, these are people we want to reach out to. One, because we would enjoy the conversation. We really like uh, these individuals. We like um, you. Yeah. Two, these are individuals that we feel in the past, we've had really great conversations around innovation. What's mm -hmm. next? Mm -hmm. uh, in, individuals we can put forth, you know, issues or decisions that we have coming up in the next two weeks and like, hey, how would you navigate through this? Or right. If your company is going through this, how are you navigating through this? Individuals that can um, spur ideas and maybe speak into our business from an outside perspective, like, oh, I think you guys need to be looking at this. Yeah. You know, those sorts of things. And just reaching out to these individuals and having this time for conversation. And um, so that's one thing I think you can be doing is just reaching out to people that you've had conversation in the past that were just like really good mirrors, but also yeah. really good, you know, sounding boards of, being able to kind of give wisdom. Um, and I found that individuals that are outside my industry have been ones that have been able to really just be like, oh, if I were you, and again, I don't know about your industry, but have you thought about this? And it's like, oh my gosh, how did you see that? Right. You know? I actually, I think that's what I've been, I've been so encouraged through all this that I, and I've done it, I've tried to do it as well. But the amount of people that have come out of the woodwork to just reach out and say, hey, man, thinking about you guys, know your business totally. owners, know you're going through a lot. Um, yeah, just want to know if there's anything I can do to support you, let me know. Yep. That, again, would that conversation have been brought back up had we not gone through something like this? I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, we've, we've seen it being done to us. Mm -hmm. And so I think, yeah, we, we decided to sit down with our leadership team and say, how might we do that to others and with others? Right. Um, and that's been a really cool exercise. I've got a few calls lined up that I'm really excited to have. I'm nervous to know how they are doing or not doing, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but also um, excited to see how we can encourage each other, how we can help them to be innovative right now. Um, and then maybe lean into, again, what does the world look like on the other side of this? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that, absolutely. That's a, that's a great point. The, the conversations with people you trust, 
And I think um, also the second part of that is people maybe that you look up to. Um, yeah. So we have had a number of different mentors that have been huge advocates for Crema over the last 10 years, whether they were kind of official advisors or um, actually people that we just, you or I individually trusted to, to bounce ideas off of. Um, they don't necessarily have an, an interest in Crema other than mm -hmm. to, to consult us, to, to yeah. encourage us. And I think that's another thing as to how, how might you, I think the idea is align yourself with people that you look up to um, so that you can really help find encouragement um, mm -hmm. right now. If you are going to take these innovative steps, which by nature are risky, yeah. how, can you, how can you lean on somebody to say, help me along this path. I think this is where we're going to go. There's a huge risk, maybe a potential huge reward, but I'd love for you to be along that journey with me and help me to, to think through or maybe see something I can't see clearly myself right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause you get tunnel vision and I think rightfully so when you get in that position to where, again, you're trying to stabilize and there's spectrums of, you know, really hunkering down and you never see daylight again. And then there's also, you know, just uh, being maybe being flippant, you know, I like the idea of stabilizing when you do that. Um, it can be hard to uh, remember to come up for air and reach out to those people. It can be easy right. to be, to be isolated. So if anything, if you walk away from that conversation with just, that was really good for my heart and really yeah, good for my yeah. mind, you know, just do it for that reason. Honestly, do it, just reach out to those individuals that you haven't heard from and you just never know. You never know what hidden blessings come in from just reaching out to someone on a whim. Ironically, I in some ways feel more connected to some people now than I was when I was allowed to have coffee with them. Right. Because um, what I would tend to do is go, yeah, let's grab coffee because you know that's my script. I'm just going to admit to it. If, if you see me, my script is used to be, and it's going to have to change because everything's <laughs> changed. Might as well. We're changing might, a lot anyway, so might it, as well. It used to be things are, things are going good, um, you know, having a lot of fun, learning a lot right now. Let's grab coffee sometime, which sometimes did end up following up to have coffee. A lot of times <laughs> it was like follow-ups that happened to follow-ups to happen to six months out to a year right. out. Like, we're right. going to have coffee? Um, and so you know, we can't have coffee right now, but, uh, we can have a zoom call. We can have a text conversation and I feel more connected to some people that maybe mm. I otherwise maybe wouldn't have had time to sit down and have coffee, but I can turn on the camera real quick and just talk. So yep. I think another thing too, is just read, continue to read. I think you need to give your, your, I think you need to give yourself permission to turn off social media and give yourself permission to turn off news for a while. But also, I think it's in, but in a balanced, continue to read, um, you know, whether it's innovators that you follow. There's a lot of people putting out some really, really insightful content right now. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, there's a lot of the same content, but some individuals are putting out some just around innovation, um, what, how to think about your business model in light of this. Um, and it's just really good. And it's causing you to just kind of maybe sit back, lean back in your chair and just think for a while. Yeah. And that's really good, I think, in this time, because then the connection to that is the second thing is then share, 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 share those learnings with your team, because you just don't know, you know, you might throw something in front of your team that you were like, hey, I just wanted to share this with you. I read this article. It was really good. And you were like, it was really cathartic. And they might say cathartic. That's brilliant. Why aren't we doing that? I mean, there's these <laughs> still spontaneous, you know, um, just interactions can happen. And you're like, oh, really? And you're like, yeah, 
what, let's actually consider that. I mean, which can lead to just further brainstorming. And so I encourage everyone out there that if you haven't yet, I'm sure you've gotten together with your team. You've gotten together with your leadership team a lot just around, hey, we need to figure out how to weather this. I really encourage you to ha- put something on the calendar where you're not talking about stabilizing that you're actually talking about the mission, uh, which is what we got to do today, which was great. We got to spend almost 45 minutes on our core and who we are and our purpose and how we want to use that to really um, encourage and inspire and just keep our team grounded to Mm -hmm, who we mm -hmm. are. And it was just really good. I mean, I just, it was one of our best meetings the last three weeks because it was all about that. I, I wanted to nerd out so much in that meeting. I don't know if you <laughs> can tell good. how much I was controlling totally. myself because yeah. um, it, it was such an exciting time to go, man, this is who Krima is. This is where we're going. And I, I hope other organizations are getting an opportunity to feel that right now. Mm-hmm. It is difficult because if you're the leader in the organization, there is going to be an aspect of you're thinking about things that maybe your team doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but um in general, if you can lean back into the team and go, oh, they're, they're excited. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a hard season, but uh, the other side of it is going to be really, really good. And I think I saw a quote somewhere. It said something about the fact that the, oh, where, this, is, this is me being on social media. It was a LinkedIn thing. It was like, we, companies will be defined by how they, um, how they handled this season with their teams. Mm-hmm. So even if you have yeah, to let people go, absolutely. there are companies that are going to have to let a lot of people go. And that is just unfortunately business. Now I know of course the stimulus is helping maybe to, to avoid some of that, but it is unfortunately just business. Yep. How you let those people go, how you help them, how you encourage them through this time, it will define what you, the company that you will be in the future again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think a lot of it's not only like what we do, but how we do it right now um, really will define us. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to want to wrap up um, and see if we can't kind of put a bow on this. But I think the the big theme that we have been encouraging our clients and potential clients to think about now is what you do now will define who you will be, Mm -hmm. Um, and even even more so now than ever before. Right. Um, so w- the decisions you make now, either the hard ones that you have to, yep, or the innovative ones that you need to, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, will define who you'll be in the next six months, year, uh, 10 years. Um, right. Because I think this is going to be really good for some companies, even if it isn't really hard. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's going to be true for Crema. We will survive this, yep. but it's going to be hard. Yep. It'll be um, hard. Um, I think there will be a lot of learning. I think there will be a lot of, we talk about all the time, you know, the best teacher is failure. Um, yeah. And even, you know, I would, uh, you know, individuals may not fail right now, but it'll still be hard. And so I uh, liken hard times, really, really, really uncomfortable times. Uh, to the same as uh, I'm not saying it is failure, but I think it teaches you like failure does. Yeah. I think hard times really cause you to reflect. Um, I think just culturally, there's going to be some really good things from this. Um, just the idea of me being able to go upstairs and have lunch with my family at 12 and slow down, you know, was like, man, that this hasn't happened in a while. 
You know, this, this type of slowdown has not happened in a while. I, I will just be transparent. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm trying. Um, today, Jesse brought me a meal because I was just on literally, I've been on call oh, yeah. since 9am. And I'm, yeah, I've done it maybe three times, yeah. so don't, <laughs> but it's good. It was so good. Yeah, no, I agree. And even if it's just, I think a lot of people have been noting that if you live in a community that has families, um, just seeing the families spending time together, mm-hmm. I'm not a sports guy, so I don't want to dog on sports. I do. I understand and appreciate the passion for sports and the loss that people are going through right now with sports not being on. Mm-hmm. But I have a hypothesis that a lot of the families that are out walking right now aren't doing so because they're at home from work in the afternoons and evenings. They're doing mm-hmm. so because there's no sports on TV. So there's nothing mm-hmm. to watch. Mm-hmm. And they're going yeah. out and walking around with their kids. I've met more um, parents um, in the last two weeks in our neighborhood than I have in the last four and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, just. Mm-hmm seeing them walk across the, the sidewalk as they're going on walks with their families, because otherwise they would have been in, inside either at a sport, a sporting activity with their kids, which is again, there's mm-hmm. no, nothing wrong with any of those things or watching sports on TV. And I think mm-hmm. because those things are gone for a little bit, just for mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. you're seeing people have an excuse to get out. And I think in yeah. some ways that's kind of beautiful. So It is. Yeah. And it's, and it's sports and just activities and commitments in general. I think our culture is just too overcommitted. And so it, it could be sports. It could, I mean, you, you name it. I mean, there's so many different things on the calendar to where it's like, did I even have a weekend? <laughs> what did, yeah. what, what did we do? Yeah. I mean, I know we had a practice in a game, but I felt like there was like 17 events that we planned. And so it's just, I think a habit of overcommitting, but now where well, there's nothing to commit to because we can't go anywhere. That's right. You know? And so the idea that, wow, we had a whole Saturday of just being, yeah. um, has been nice. It has been really nice. We went on Sunday. We decided to have a no device day um, until sundown, basically. Although we did watch a movie, but no, no, no uh, handheld mm-hmm. devices. And um, it was, I, it's the best day I've had in mm-hmm. maybe years. I mean, we. Mm-hmm. It was hard because the, everyone was grumpy that we made this rule. Yeah, <laughs> but All then. Right. We went out back and we played kickball in our backyard. We jumped on the trampoline. We walked to the park, which is like a four and a half mile walk. We, um, we just spent a ton of time together. And I, it, was a new, it was a new experience that I was so thankful for. And I think, again, this ties back to work and life and these mm-hmm. new disciplines, these new postures, these new routines that are, are going to define who we are coming out of this. And I, yep. I hope those things stick. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, as always, thank you so much, everyone, for watching us. There's a couple people that have been watching us live. That's been kind of fun. We did not get YouTube to work yet again. It didn't work last time. Something is not hooked up right. I am learning. um, So we'll try to get the YouTube stream um, working maybe for our next episode here in a little bit. And um, But as always, make sure you subscribe. If you aren't following us right now, the way that we're going to be doing these for the foreseeable future is we actually film, um, record, we'll just be honest, we record a couple of them at a time. And um, so that we can kind of bulk these up because we've got a lot of other meetings going on. So we're actually going to get off this one, jump back on and do another one here in a second. But follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, and we'll be uh, streaming through Periscope on Twitter. And then follow us on our YouTube channel if we can get it to go live. Either way, those will be up and published on YouTube. And then, of course, um, uh, subscribe. This is, if you're probably experiencing it already, if you listen to this podcast on iTunes or um, streaming, uh, whatever 
streaming podcast platform you use. Uh, we do publish these to, to, to those platforms as well. Subscribe. We love hearing from you. It, it gives us so much joy or gives me a lot of joy. It's the coolest thing when you actually see people comment or leave mm-hmm. feedback or leave a review. We kind of nerd out on it. So if you would drop us a comment, leave, a, leave us a like, a review, whatever, um, and give us some feedback on, on if you're enjoying these. This is a weird time. We get it. Hopefully these are some things that are encouraging you to think forward and, and to think what's next and maybe help you and your organization thrive. But um, uh, yeah, share, like, subscribe. I got nothing else. Dan, you got anything? No. Love it. Well, Well, that'll be it. We'll see you guys uh, on the next one. Take care. Cheers. My name is Allison and I'm a product manager at Crema. As a PM at Crema, my main focus is to showcase servant leadership, ensuring that all client engagements are thoughtfully planned, goals are effectively communicated between the client and production team, and that the final experience is professionally executed. I enjoy working at Crema because it's a place that feels like a second home. You're supported, challenged, and encouraged on a daily basis. We get the opportunity to build products that impact people's lives, and we love every second of it. Option 5 is a podcast by Crema, a digital product agency that creates web and mobile apps for disruptive companies and industry leaders. We believe that design, technology, and culture can help create a world where individuals and companies thrive. Learn more at crema.us.